Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, it's the second half of the Sistine Chapel. Frank, how are you today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm Groot. I'm Groot. Good. <laughs> Um, I am Groot as well. Um, thank you for asking. Um, Frank, I love you, you guys. <laughs> what are you drinking today? Too much. No, I'm drinking a. Uh, I'm drinking a Sam Adams. This is one I haven't had before. This is, I think, new to this year's seasonal uh, variety pack. It is their Take a Day IPA. How uh, is it? It's a nice, light, sessionable IPA mm. with a little bit of uh, orange tropical hop aroma. And just the right bitterness. Bitterness. Very, very nice. Frank, I'm going nice. to let you in on a big deal. Are you ready? What's What's the big deal? That's in my fridge. I have beer again. All right. Woo. <laughs> Thank you. <Woo>. Celebration. <laughs> yeah. I also got the Sam Adams seasonal pack because you sold me on the summer adventure lager. And yeah, I said I had to man. try it. And so I actually did get it. Um, the pineapple and lime sessionable uh, and crisp. And it is so good, isn't it? Like, so good. Man. Yeah, I just had the last one of those, and I'm I'm like, oh, I hope that starts to come in in six packs during the summer. Oh, yeah, it's so refreshing. I've already had a porch rocker, good batch this year. Very excited. It is, a good batch. Yeah, it is very excited about their porch rocker this year. And uh, I've had um, summer adventure. I have not done the IPA, which I at the take a day IPA because as you know, IPAs are not my favorite. But yes, the summer IPA is a much more tolerable IPA for me because mm-hmm. it's light. Um, yes, or should this be. is the kind of IPA that you can you can uh, play cornhole and, and have a couple. Oh yeah, oh man, there's something about summer and cornhole, right? Yeah, it's good stuff. Can't wait. We're so close. Um, speaking of summer time, summer time. Uh, it's summer blockbuster movie time. Um, sure kicking is. off the season with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, the wrap up. To the Guardians trilogy, but they've appeared more times, so I don't really know what to call it. Yes, it's Guardians trilogy with extra mm-hmm. appearances elsewhere. Um, it's true. And so uh, let's stay spoiler free uh, for uh, a minute or two, and then we'll just go uh, deep into spoilers. But Frank, how did you feel about this uh, outing for the Guardians? This was a good Guardians of the Galaxy movie it was a solid movie it was a very sad movie at a lot of points but it was a very good movie it was not necessarily what i come to a guardians of the galaxy movie for all of the time um in that i think i usually think of the guardians movies as being 
a little more lighthearted and a little funnier. This was not really, it had a lot more of the feels and a lot more of the, uh, and, a, and some of it was sad. But um, I would say I, I, if I give Guardians number one an A and I give Guardians volume two maybe a B or B plus, this is more like a C. Interesting. For me. Okay. So fascinating. Um, as you know, I find the first Guardians of the movie like good. Like I give it a mm-hmm. B, B plus maybe. Um, and then I find the in the second uh, movie, the volume two, is near the bottom of the barrel for the MCU for me. It is definitely like in the C minus D plus ish range. I find it like almost a complete and total rehash thematically of the first movie. Um, and just with like dad issues like capped on top. And uh, the Christmas special is in fact the lowest um, <laughs> yeah. um, point in the MCU. But it has Kevin Bacon. So it does. And he's, he's doing his thing. Um, but, uh, this movie is in my top five in the MCU now. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I keep hearing this. Yeah. I, I keep hearing this. found it so, I found it so well crafted in story and character, um, that in the way that the other two movies weren't like the first movie almost feels like an improv show mm. where they're like, just kind of like, they're figuring it out. And like, we, like if we rehearsed this, then it, like it wouldn't be improv anymore. So, right. but it, it like needs to be a little sketchy that way. And the second one feels glossed over in a way that's like isn't special. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and then and I won't count the Christmas special and all of this, but and then so this sure. one, this one felt like a deserving end to characters that maybe don't deserve our interest, but have mm-hmm. earned it. Um, yeah. They have earned it, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what I found so intriguing about this one. Like, it, it just kind of went for the bonkers ideas that are not even, like, in the MCU. They're just, mm-hmm. like, the bonkers ideas of James Gunn. And that is what I found more interesting, even just thematically and, you know, metaphorically, what intertextuality, like, what it's playing with, you know, in terms of um, religion and, you know, mm-hmm. or it's biblical, larger biblical themes and figures and stuff and i just liked all of that much more than anything the other guardians movies have done i agree i agree with like it had all of those things and i i I agree with you those are all like it was great for all of those reasons like those are all the things that i liked about it sure um like it was totally beautifully crafted uh and 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 had like yeah the themes that it touched on were so so far beyond like what what uh, any any of the, the the previous two movies touched on or, or any any of their appearances honestly like uh, look at you know Infinity War uh Endgame Thor like and any of those appearances they didn't ever really verge on any of any of those things um the the the, the way that he used um rockets backstory uh, to propel the event, the the current events, um, uh, in the movie was was really really beautifully like crafted and beautifully put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that the the the, the movie held together. Yeah, I agree. So uh, let's go from let's go spoilers here from now on because I, I, there's really it's hard to talk about. There's this movie. not much else we can say without and, spoiling a bunch and, of stuff. No, yeah. but before we go spoilers, I I will say, 
Um, this this is a I would say this is a true PG thirteen. Like if, if your sure. kids are under mm-hmm. like twelve or thirteen, give this one a, a a a screening before you before you decide to bring them. It just it's a, it's like a sensitivity depending on the kid type of thing. I think. Yeah, absolutely. There was a couple of uh, um, grotesque things. Yeah. That I think a, a younger kid might have a harder time with, um, maybe. But so let's talk spoilers. Um, this is Rocket's movie for sure. It totally is Rocket's movie. Yeah. You no, know, which I found, which I found the structure of it interesting because he he's actually knocked out like for most of it, like or yeah. at least for half of it. You, you know, he's it's a lot of his scenes have to do with his his past, um, and which. Uh, which I loved, uh, truthfully. Yep. Um, I think that, I think that, I think the other Guardians movies have a lot of heart, but because they say they have heart, hmm. you know, and this movie has heart because of what it's doing and the story sure. that it's telling, and I think those are two different, quite different things. Yes. Um, and so, uh, and so, with it being kind of Rocket's movie, where I said like. Like I basically watched a movie with the main protagonist in this movie is a CGI actual raccoon. Praise. Yes. Um. And and now we can officially say that Rocket Raccoon, which is wonderful. Um. And I I, I liked it because like it it did the things that like you know you got people to like a raccoon in a tree. You know, mm-hmm. in the first one, and the second one didn't do anything special like that i think it's true and, and then this one kind of it, like it 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 dove into the weirdness more like here's the space station made entirely of organic matter like mm-hmm. that's an interesting idea to me that's visually interesting what they're doing with it it could have been maybe more interesting like once they get inside it's like regular almost sure but you know it doesn't matter like it's still it, it's still kind of bonkers where nowhere is a giant pirate spaceship basically and like you know in the you know the cannon comes out of the eye and like that's all like it's just pirates in space you know Mm -hmm. more than more than like you expect them to be like wearing triangle hats at that point you know and (laughs) i just that's kind of what i i liked about it from kind of the bonkers guardians level yeah yeah i it it had it took us to a lot of places, actually. Like when I think about all of the different settings that we saw in this movie, it actually did go to a lot of places, which I guess is typical for for the Guardians films. But now, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm like, we really did t- cover a lot of ground, went to mm-hmm. a lot of uh, different physical places, different uh, settings. Mm-hmm. Um, it um, it. What did you think about in terms of pacing and length? The length. Didn't really bother me. I thought that it was going to be a little too long, but for me, I don't feel like every. I feel like every moment was in service of a character instead mm. of a just a progression of the story. So even like maybe action sequences, like which would get you to a point, was actually about character. So like, um, it's true, like Nebula, Drax, and Mantis, like jumping on top of the high evolutionary ship. Um, and then, you know, going in there like, we're here to rescue you. Well, I'm not there. I'm over <laughs> here. You know, like pretty typical. But like instead of just going, Ugh, we have to find a way off this, it becomes a moment about like 
this is how I actually feel about you, Drax, and yeah. how you respond to that. And then, like, my – and, like, the messy relationship that Drax and Mantis have. Like, you know, she, yes. like, wipes his mind. Like, how much has she done that to spare right. his feelings? It was really interesting. Like, that type of stuff I found – I found um, is what made the length tolerable because mm-hmm. every time it felt like it could just, like, oh, here's an action sequence for action sequence's sake, you know, it, like – it had a larger purpose for the characters. Sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I <clears throat> I love the way that they uh, like. I mean, you know, uh, Gamora and uh, Gamora and Peter, Gamora and her sister. Like the the way that we saw those those relationships actually like uh, relationship moments happening during action sequences mm-hmm. um, was was kind of a. Con- con- uh, a recurring theme throughout the movie. That's right. And um, I think like the tone of the movie itself to me almost felt like a Dungeons and Dragons adventure. You play with your friends uh-huh. where it's just like things like don't, I mean, this is always the guardians thing where like, and even the first one where like rockets talking to um, uh, star Lord and Gamora about um, like escaping the prison and Groot's in the back. Like just like tingle, like we at the let the we can't pull that thing until the very last second. That's totally a thing where someone would go over by and I pull the thing off the wall. Like yeah, you know, like yeah. that's the. But the, and I, I'm reminded of like like that to me. Like when they're in the the space, the organic space station, like the, they put the suits in the chest, and that's actually the the they go into the vacuum of space. Like that's totally something. Like it, it feels like they're playing a game with friends, even though they're mm-hmm. characters. Like it's like this really nice layered existence like, yeah 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 what was your what was your exposure to like adam warlock before this uh reading parts of infinity war basically yep um infinity war right infinity gauntlet yeah infinity gauntlet, right. yeah, yeah the gauntlet yeah um that's basically it like he's cropped up in a few other things that i've read but he wasn't what i was expecting um, no, no. The ba- I did see a little thing with James Gunn where he said he, he did feel hand tied to introduce Adam because he definitely right. feels tacked on. It kind of reminded me of Venom in Spider-Man three. But like, I don't have uh-huh. a I don't have an emotional connection to Adam, so I don't really care what you do with him. But I was even surprised to see Elizabeth Debicki back. I was like, oh, you're in a movie. Yeah, you're in this movie. I thought, oh, OK, fun. Um, cool. Yeah. So I did actually like what they did with them instead of just being like these people are gold you know and they have yes, like i yeah. actually really liked their connection to the high evolutionary because they almost now have a larger purpose mm. in the guardian story because of it and in some ways i like you know uh adam's story is a story of redemption in of itself right he's adam the you know because obviously Adam Warlock is like he's the first, right? And he's born and mm-hmm. he's the maid, but he like is doing bad things, but then he's like redeems like Adam and the tree. Like this is part of the like intertextuality with the Bible that we're talking yes. about, right? You know, so like uh, that part I enjoyed. And even like his inclusion in the new Guardians team at the end makes sense to me, though like but truthfully, I feel like the movie could have worked just as fine without them. Sure. Yes. Uh, agreed. Yeah. I'm not like upset they were there. It just feels a little like 
you're here because they had to be because you you introduced like you said he was coming basically right. and now you had and you got a better idea but you had an old one so now you have to do this right you had you had to marry the two things in some way yeah so yeah. it's not you know whatever yeah yeah no exactly yeah i i don't have any attachment to him I, my i think reading infinity infinity gauntlet was the only exposure i had to the character too so and uh, but i had actually forgotten that he was coming mm. um so because it was so i feel like it was so long ago um gosh when was that uh but it was so long ago that i i had forgotten he was coming and i was like oh that's right yeah mm-hmm. he was he was cast um again i saw i have been watching very little in the way of trailers that started out as a choice. Now it's just, I have a kid and sure. mm-hmm. I, don't I don't have time to watch the internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it, it was a choice at one point. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Now if you want to watch it too bad, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I like Will Poulter too. So like, I, I do like, like him, yeah. you know, that's fine. I'll like, I'll watch more of him or I won't. That's kind of how I, I yeah. felt little impact. I did, however, love the high evolutionary. Um, I felt that was a, a villain worthy of like me watching. Yeah. That, that was the best villain, of uh, the best villain of, in, uh, of recent films. Um, certainly and, one and of the, them. definitely the best guardians. Villain yeah. So far recent films, there's this thing about, um, villains taking children. I don't know if yeah. you like, yeah, between gore and the high evolutionary. And I feel like there's one more in there. Black Widow, maybe if Black I go Widow, back. Yeah, yeah. If I go that far yeah. back. So there's definitely, I feel like there's one more in there. But, um, well, Scarlet Witch, yeah. Yeah. Scarlet, uh, kids. Kids, yeah, I guess. Yeah, actually, yeah. All right. So, yeah, it's like a running theme right now, I guess. But, um, uh, um, oh man, what was I about to say? What were we talking? Oh, High Evolutionary. I just liked, um, I just liked what, he I didn't like what he was doing obviously I don't approve but like I there is no god so I'm doing like I'm doing this like I'm making the universe a better place because mm-hmm. of because of this um I liked that idea like it, it, in a few lines it told me a lot about him you know the mm-hmm. kind of person that he is why he's doing these things um and uh, I have so I've seen some people they they've talked about how they want him to be a kang variant um oh which I I, I do like a friend. My friend Bobby pointed out, he's like, that's kind of racist. Like, you saw like the one black guy in your yeah, like, Oh, that was kind of my... yeah. I was like, okay. I think in like, in its, I was thinking more like he wears purple, but sure. You know, like, um, you know, what Marvel villain doesn't really? Um, well, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I like that, like, Kang is his own, uh, not Kang, um, that High Evolutionary is High his evolutionary. own thing. Like, it is like, it, it, yeah, it, it is so explicitly tied to one character that in a way that, say, like Ronan, the accuser is not mm. that ego is, but doesn't feel like he is in the same way. This is I like the personal like the the personal nature of uh, of the high evolutionary. Um, and so um, so there's that. And certainly like his what his face looked like underneath. I was like, you've been alive hundreds of years and you don't know how to fix that. Um, you know, <laughs> that whole situation. It's like never, a Doctor Doom. Never... Maybe it's like a Doctor Doom thing where you like, you know, you could get plastic surgery. However, you need to know what how gross you are underneath to, to reveal sure. the ugliness on the outside. Blah, blah, blah. All that kind that whole thing. Um, but I do like just like what the movie plays with thematically about like 
Like like the way that people like react to like the high evolutionary going, there is no God, therefore I'm doing this. And I'm like, there's mm. a lot to unpack in there because you're, I don't know what you are or where you come from or anything, but you're talking about God over here. And people around you, other aliens, do not react well to like that. It's like <laughs> yeah. you saying that. And I'm like, there's just so much happening like in in this little moment in here and the film kind of plays with some religious themes where it's like you know there's like the there's the like i talked about adam you know like the fall and yep. then the yep. reclamation and then there's like the little sistine chapel moment with him and, and peter um there's the noah's ark thing at the end right yes yeah yes so um i feel like that's a sacrificial you know sacrificial christ offerings all over the place you know like there's a few there's a few of those things kind of played through the whole movie and like the mcu doesn't make grand statements but like i feel like this is as pretty close as it's gonna get like you know like as far as like we're not we don't have definitive answers over here or anything but we're like trying to sit like the story has a bit of a deeper meaning than just like the guardians are doing something fun found family you know what I mean? Sure. Like, sure. Every movie is found family, you know, like, but, or, yes. yeah, especially Guardians. Really? So like, and this one is as well, but I don't know. It's just even like Rocket's name, like Rocket is caged and the Rocket is freedom because mm -hmm. flight equals freedom. When you fly, you are free. And so he's quite literally needs to fly to be free. So he's named after a thing that flies like things like that. I just like, those are well thought out and those are not mistakes because James Gunn is a thoughtful person that way. Like that's a, and like I, you don't always get that in the guardians movies, but like the way he talks, even like the way he's talking about Superman. Right. And so yes. recently, like this movie made me excited to actually see James Gunn direct Superman because I could like see the kindness of Superman yes. in what was happening in guardians. Yes. I, I had a similar thought of like, this is actually, that was one of the things that, so I said that I, I, I give it a C, but, I, but here I am saying all these things that I liked about it. And really what it came down to for me was that it's, I come to a Superman movie and a Guardians movie for different things. And, and sort of it, it, in, in a certain sense, my expectations were, were part of the reason for, for, for it. Cause I was expecting more of a, okay, I'm here to laugh. I'm here to like, it's going to be silly. It's not going to be a ton of substance, but it's going to be silly. It was a lot more substantive mm. than I expected, but that wasn't necessarily what I came to the movie for. That aside, I come to a Superman movie for more of that substantive stuff and more of that that kindness and mm -hmm. that sort of that kind of a uh, characterization. So I'm very for the same reasons that this wasn't my favorite Guardians movie are the reasons why I am actually more excited to see a James Gunn Superman movie than I, than I already was. That's interesting. What actually, what you just said even tipped me to like the current w kind of wave of the MCU is like, you, you almost like go to Thor for substance, but then you saw love and thunder and you're like, that wasn't substantive at all. Mm. Right. Or it was, but like on a really surface level. Yeah. And so there were, really, you know, like it was stuff was there, but just, you know, just skimming. And then so in Guardians, you're like, what a fun romp. And you're like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think honestly, like, I think like characters can be, you can, 
characters can be funny or there there can still be amusement in a movie with substance. That's and, right. Yes, and, yes. You know, or with depth. And I think that's what the – I don't get that from the first two movies, especially the first one, you know. Um, you don't get the substance. You get just the amusement. Right. You get just amusement. And the second one, right. and it wasn't even really that amused either, which is what yeah. I think with, with the lack – where the second one takes a hit. But the this one, I was equally as amused and thoughtful at the same mm-hmm. time because okay. yeah. as the yeah. characters go off and, and you know, Peter's like, you know, I got to reconnect with my family that's still around, right? Um, you know, uh, Mantis is like, I've always done what, you know, what Ego wanted, what the Guardians want, what do I want? Got to do that, Drax. I'll come with you. No, that's not the point, you know, and even like Nebula, who is like always second string to mm-hmm. her sister, to Thanos, to whatever, is now the leader, right? That's right. Of, yeah. of, of, of nowhere. You know, like those types of things. Even like, um, what's his name? James Gunn's brother, the Sean Gunn. What the, uh, Sean Gunn's character, yeah. Yes. Um, even he's like always trying to be helpful and is never quite there. And he finally gets to be that, you know, or... Groot literally grows up and is able to, like, you know, be in his former glory again. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. why he's a useful member of the Guardians, why they keep him around. Um, Drax, Drax's whole story is Drax the Destroyer, but when there's nothing to destroy, what is he really? He's actually a father, right? Because yeah. all, all this is is his grief coming out as anger. And so now he, like, gets to do that again, you know, in a different capacity you know, Gamora, different Gamora finds, like, happiness in a way that she didn't know she had or was looking for or whatever. Like, and that, like, everybody is served. Everybody. You know, like, and so, um, you know, Rocket, again, is, is, was always the leader without being the leader. So now he's finally Mm -hmm. the leader of the Guardians, you know. Am I missing somebody? They hit everybody. Mantis, Mantis. No, Mantis went off. Uh, Ego wanted what yep. you know, like so. She, even yeah, I already did Mantis. So I think think I got everybody. But so yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. To me, that's what made it good because none of those things came out of nowhere. Pun intended. Um, <laughs> you know, like, uh, like they they were there a lot from the first movie, but by the time we reached here in this third movie. That's all set up right at the beginning, and we yeah. see that payoff right until the end. And so when the Guardians do break up, in essence, it feels like the natural conclusion of their stories. That's very true. That's very true. In fact, they were all so well served that I was really sure at various different points that one of them was going to die. And and at various different points, I was like, oh, okay, yep, this is it. Rocket's going to die. Oh, okay, yep, this is it. Drax is going to die. Okay, Peter's going to Huh, they all lived. Like yeah. I really thought that someone was going to sacrifice themselves for the for the rest of the team mm-hmm. at, at at I went in sort of thinking that and at various points throughout the movie I I got fooled because they did such a good job of servicing every character and sort of bringing them to a natural end. I was like, okay, I could see this this character has reached the end of their arc and now I could see them sacrificing themselves for the team. 
but but no, <laughs> they all got to they all got to, to live to see another day and 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 live out the things that they're headed toward that they're destined for. Totally, I did feel like the, uh, some of the trailers had like you know the Guardians walking slow mo and Nebula holding Peter's body and things like that, and they were like, oh, is Peter gonna die? Or rockets on the table? Is he gonna die? And mm. all of that to me felt like Wrath of Khan Spock. Like totally. where it was just yeah. like Kobe Marshall Maru. See, he did see he's alive still. He's the thing. Like we tricked you. Like and then you know I kind of expected that. Like in that because it, it kind of does that almost where like where it, like oh Peter oh that must be what people thought people Peter died because you know yes. he was actually just drunk he was passed out. But at the end where you're like oh no here's the you know that's it thing and he doesn't have his space mask right there's right. like or his rockets like. You know, he, like, is missing those key components, uh, uh, you know, of his armory. So if he had them, would he have survived? So in some ways, it would have been okay if he died. But ultimately, I also think that, like, that's characters, a character's death. If, let's say, let's say Peter died, then the Guardians dismantle. They dismantle for an entirely different reason. Than them going yes. off and finding their own past. Then they yes. then they go off in grief, which That's is right. really not what this movie was about. It's about the healing of all of their individual griefs, right? It's like it's the healing of Drax's, you know, uh, children, you know, and uh, the loss of Nebula's, like, um, you know, loss of her childhood and mm-hmm. her purpose, and Jason's, uh, Jason, um, and uh, Peter's family. And Rocket's innocence and, you know, like, and, you know, on and on and on and on like that. And so that's why I liked it. I thought it was thematically rich for an MCU movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. You mentioned uh, Peter's grandfather. Yes. Um, I was telling my wife, Marissa, afterwards about how Peter's grandfather's name was Jason Quill. And uh, Marissa said, nobody's okay. The least believable thing about this movie is that there's a grandpa named Jason. Nobody's name. Nobody's grandpa is named Jason. And that movie has a raccoon man in it. (laughs) Less believable than a raccoon man was the fact that there was a grandpa named Jason. Jason. You know, Jason Quill is in the comics is Peter's father. Um, Okay. That sounded that sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, it was just like a nod to Peter's parentage. His father, uh, but not ego? Correct. His father's not ego in the comics. Oh, got it. Okay. That's a pure movie thing. Gotcha. Yeah, his father is actually the king of a planet in okay. Um, in the comics, yeah. Okay, but Very not different. human. Yeah, but not human, so. Okay. Yeah interesting tag at the end star lord will return um I th- yeah because i remember distinctly watching the christmas special and then talking to you about it and going chris pratt felt phoned in like he did not want to be and so i was kind of expecting that performance from him in this movie too and, and this movie actually reminded me that like why chris pratt was popular for like a good chunk of time sure I'm like yes. oh, he is very engaging as, mm-hmm. very charismatic yeah he's very charismatic um and so, and I, like, he felt a little toned down. Like, there was, like, actually some thoughtfulness to, like, like, I've seen some stuff. So mm. I'm not just charming boyhood leading man anymore. There's some, you know, the goofiness is still there, but there's weight behind it. 
I don't know. I like sure. it. I like sure. it. Um, well, Peter Quill's Peter Quill's been through, you know, however many five or six MCU movies and three Jurassic World movies. So you know, he's, he's a totally yeah. He's a different break. He's a different guy. Yeah. Different guy. Um, any final thoughts on Guardians? Um, you're right. It was a fitting. It was a fitting end in a lot of ways for for each of these characters individually. It was it was a fitting end. Um, it was a very good movie. It wasn't my, in my, you know, again, that difference of my personal favorites versus a very good movie. Um, but it was a very, very good movie, just not in my, you know, rankings or whatever. I don't know where I'd put it, but it not, you said top five. I wouldn't put it in top five, but it was a, yeah. I mean, there's always such that a freshness movie for to, so many. Yeah. 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 Subjectively it, it was it, whatever, but it was a very, very like well-made movie and a very, very like fitting and fitting tribute and, and a good end to, to all these characters. And yeah, star Lord will return. I'm, I'm interested to see what that ultimately means. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, Frank, lovely to chat with you. Where can the people find us? You can find us in any podcast app, uh, wherever you're listening to us right now, you can subscribe, uh, or, or, uh, you can follow or subscribe. You can leave a rating or review uh, in whatever app you're listening to us in. You can follow us. Um, uh, you can email us at beerwithgeeks at gmail.com. You can find us at beerwithgeeks.com and at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. And uh, those are, uh, you know, or on the street, just as we're walking about to say hi, you know, whatever. All of those are the places. You those can are find good us. places. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, Frank, uh, lovely to chat with you. And so until next time, cheers. Cheers.